guys a little bit. If people can hear that, that was just um, a microwave or something. What makes you think I have a microwave? Hey folks, welcome to Life Alaska Frontier, a podcast about Alaska, the Great White North, our lives, and our travels through it. I'm Mike. And I'm Josh. We're your hosts, and we met years ago working in Southeast Alaska. Mike grew up a country bum on the West Coast. And uh, Josh is from the East Coast. He never grew up at all. We have really similar and yet really different opinions and views on the world. And in this podcast, we're going to make you listen to the both of them. The music's back. Can you hear it? Yeah. It sounds like some sort of like Mediterranean stuff. <laughs> well, folks, welcome to the podcast. We're listening to Mediterranean music in our earmuffs, but you won't hear it because apparently it doesn't show up on the recording. Um, how are you today, Josh? Yeah, good, man. Uh, we're just talking that we haven't actually recorded a new podcast in a week or two because we've both been busier in heck. Yep. I think, if I remember right. Dude, I do hear that music. That sounds like Aretha Franklin. That is That's Aretha nice. Franklin. <laughs> That's hysterical. All right. Well, what's the podcast on today? Um, today we're going to talk about dry cabins and dry cabin life, right? Man, it's hard to concentrate with old Aretha breaking it down <laughs> in the <laughs> background. It's pretty loud. Uh, we'll figure it out someday. Um, <laughs> I kind of want to stop and listen, but it's really locking out. We're going to have to cut this part out. <laughs> Just this pause, because I'm going to listen for a while. I wonder if we can change the channels. <laughs> I don't know. That is ridiculous. It's like, su- is it super clear on yours? Dude, it's crazy. We're on 106. <laughs> okay. Yeah, man. Back at it. All right. So this podcast today is about dry cabin life and what it's like to live in a dry cabin and what's a dry cabin mike a dry cabin uh probably the staple of living in alaska i would say short of uh, you know you get into anchorage and fairbanks and there's a lot of normal homes but even then there's wet homes but we'll start with um dry cabins dry cabins are generally smaller although some are quite large and um the one we're in right now it's uh, approximately what would you say, 16 by 20? Yeah, I think so. And um, why they're called dry is because they don't have any plumbing. You might have a dish sink with a gray water bucket under it, but um, generally there is no plumbing because half the year it's below it's below zero in this part of the state. And uh, plumbing doesn't work very well. It's an expensive thing to upkeep. That's a generalization. Yeah, it's a pain. And it's way easier just to empty a bucket underneath your sink and haul water here. Now, if you live down south, you're probably not going to be able to grab this concept as clearly as we're trying to put it out there. But, um, you know, a lot of people think it's like, sounds like we're all living like bums or something. But that's just the way it is up here. You know, you see, so a wet cabin or a wet house, you know, is, um, and it's, it's not a cabin, like, they're not just log structures. It's just, like, small houses. Yeah. Because they're easier to heat. And also, it's just a name. Some of them are literally houses. And sometimes they're wet, so they'll have, like, a, a water holding tank and either just running water for sinks or even um, sewage. But uh, that's, a, that's a little classier. That's, that's how you know you're real classy. <coughs> you 
you got you i don't know you said sewage and class in the same like sentence and i just thought it was funny it is man <laughs> it's like it's it it takes a lot of effort to have yeah it definitely does a flushing toilet and a running sink and yeah it's a lot of money and time and like you don't think about it down south yeah. at all yeah um but it's extremely normal up here to not yeah um yeah and that's one thing i like about fairbanks man it's like super normal just to have to haul water um if you're within s- a certain part of the this township city whatever you know there is street water and street sewage of course but you know cost wise that's not i mean what's it cost to live in town i've never i don't have any idea dude i know from looking around like getting into the real estate market houses are you know they're not cheap of course but it um you know water and sewage bills that's you know that's well i guess that's just part of living in town and having those niceties yeah so you're hauling your water right now where you get it from mostly so i have what they call the blue jug as you start getting into alaska stuff you'll hear about blue jugs and you'll see blue jugs um i don't know if any of the tv programs because i didn't watch any of them but if you ever see a blue jug in the kitchen area that's what we're talking about. It's like a six-gallon carrying thing. It's like a, an Alaskan staple. I just had an idea for a cool sticker. Yeah? Yeah. Blue jug life? Maybe. <laughs> um, some people just use five-gallon um, water carry thingies or whatever. But I take my little blue jug or five-gallon water thing, and there's a place in town called the Water Wagon. There's uh, also springs, like the one up towards Fox. And uh, at the water wagon it's a pub not public i think it's private place and i think it it costs like uh i think the prices are going to go up but you get like nine gallons for 25 cents and uh so you fill up with fresh water there that's portable drinkable and then you drag it back to your house and sparingly wash dishes with it (laughs) (laughs) and drink it yep that's dry cabin life Mm -hmm. and when you take a shit you do it outside in a little hole in the ground Outhouses. Outhouses are a thing. Josh, what is an outhouse for the folks down home? It's a teeny tiny little building with a seat and a big hole under the seat. And you take a shit there. Yeah. Dang, don't it. I cussed. Should we say poop? No, I'm going to say shit. Shit, poop. Okay, in this context. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they're like, they're way simpler because you don't have any water for you. You know, it is, it does get a little annoying in the wintertime. If your outhouse is a little full, you start making a, like a little turd castle. Turd castle. Like, this is getting crude, but it's a, just a fact of life. Sometimes you make a little turd tower and you got to knock it down or it'll poke you in the butt. Well, I've never been to that extent, <laughs> but it doesn't hurt to get them pumped. You can have them pumped just like a, if you're familiar with septic systems, you have a leach field and a tank. And it's common to get the tanks pumped every couple of years. And same thing with an outhouse. Like, a common way of building it now is with, what, 55-gallon drum in the ground? Yeah. And then... um you know, you could just keep digging holes and burying the poop, but uh, I would hate to think that I didn't have a hole where a hole was and to go dig a new hole right <laughs> into a hole <laughs> of the poop. But, uh, <laughs> but they can pump it out. A lot of people do it in the fall before it freezes up. Yeah. It's easy peasy, man. It yeah. takes away like a s- – you never clog it up. You never stink up your own house. And I never understood nice. why do we brush our teeth where we take dumps. And why do we let cats run around our house when they play with their poop in the <laughs> litter box? <laughs> and they're walking around on your table. <laughs> well I don't yeah, do that. that. I mean, 
We don't let our little yeah, kids I don't walk around poop with their diaper and run around the house and <laughs> smearing on everything. That's what cats are essentially doing. Yeah, I never thought about it before, man. Who, who the heck ever thought that it was a great idea to have a cat in the house anyways? Like, you see cats out in nature. They're pretty... They're they're not very nice. Like, I've seen them kill shit just to kill shit. Oh, yeah, definitely. And then, you know, they, we're, yeah, we're going to put this in our house. Like, we're going to put a mini evil creature in our house, and yeah, it's cute. And then we'll call it Fluffy. Actually, like it's funny. Make it wear a little tutu and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if it wasn't a thing, I would totally do that. You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, maybe I'm just envious that I didn't think of it first. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But I digress. Um, back to poop houses outhouses uh i got so people are probably putting two and two together they're like wait okay outhouse these things aren't heated yeah and you're gonna go use this you're gonna go drop a log or whatever you want to say at uh in the winter and how cold does it get here in fairbanks in the winter pretty cold man 46 below is the coldest i've ever seen on a thermometer but it gets colder than that oh really like in yeah. town no at chino oh really yeah oh but that's a pretty, like, four negative 40 is a, a, a fair chunk in the winter, right? Yeah. So I mean, it depends on the year, but yeah. I guess it depends on where you are, too. Yeah. Um, uh, anyhow, are you concerned? Yeah. That, uh, like, people are probably, would want to ask, like, how the heck do you go poop outside oh. when it's negative 40? Man, it's super easy. It, I don't like, I like having my toilet seat in my outhouse, like, just a piece of, pink or blue foam you know that's pretty common yep yeah because it doesn't freeze doesn't make your butt freeze um other than that man it's easy peasy you get used to it um (coughs) oh so the first time i come up here do you remember you guys picked me up at the airport i mean yeah and um you were having like an alternator belt issue i I remember something like that yeah we should talk about vehicles in the cold one of these days it changes yeah that'd be a good one that'd be a real Um, good one man yeah, like rubber turns into steel. Yeah. Um, and plastic turns <laughs> into glass. I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to start carving knobs out of like Play-Doh. And in <laughs> yeah. the wintertime, it will be super sharp and hard. Just go sell them outside <laughs> to tourists. Yeah. And then when they, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, wh- where was I going? Oh, yeah. I was afraid to pee forever <laughs> when I first got up here. Were like you? outside. Yeah. yeah. I was scared that things would freeze off like <laughs> It doesn't happen, thank God. No. It gets super steamy, but yeah, yeah and it's not bad. It's like your digits. There is. Do you remember trying to figure out how long, like how cold it was by how long you could have your gloves off or something like that? Yeah, and or when your face hair starts freezing. Yeah, that's when I always do it. Like twenty below, my eyelashes start freezing. Yeah, like ten below, the snow starts sounding a little different when I walk. Yeah, <laughs> when we were cutting that horse up at like negative thirty. Uh huh. It might uh, it's negative thirty or forty. I don't remember because we were kind of busy. As like you get to working like that and breathing hard and and uh, my nose was running a little bit and I had this one dingle ball coming off of my like under my nose. It was probably about two inches long. You mean a frozen like snot sickle on your mustache, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, it that's like super common. That happens to everyone. It was um, this was a big one. <laughs> like it was uh, it looked like a super glue tube hanging from my nose, <laughs> and I was like twirling it like this and it was you know it was doing the <laughs> helicopter thing and he's it broke spinning off. his head around yeah. Now, yeah i got a picture of it somewhere <laughs> uh, also we should talk about mike just talked about cutting a horse up that's also super common yeah a horse had died so you cut it up and feed it out to sled dogs instead of trying to bury it in the winter which is impossible and also ate 
Right. And also, there were these violations at this place I was working that were the cooks. <laughs> well, not not well. Actually, they were housekeeping and such too. But they they ate their chores. They oh yeah. Man, they did a fantastic job. Yeah, that's cool. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm that I don't understand why they don't eat more horses. Because they're cute and cuddly animals, just like polar bears, you know. Polar so bears. So cows. Yeah. And she. It's crazy. Like back in the di- like when I was in 4-H and the kids in town would come to the fair and see the animals and stuff, they would freak out when you're like, "Yeah, look, this is a hot dog, <laughs> yeah. or, or a hamburger, or this is lamb chops." And yeah. You know, people don't they don't they forget that what they're eating is off of a, f- a critter. Oh yeah, definitely. Or even plants, man. They forget that hey, that 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 hot dog bun that used to be that little bit of you know, barley or oats over there, whatever. Yeah. Um, people are disconnected. Yep. Life is too easy. I think. I, I agree that people are completely disconnected. Anyhow, we're getting off track. Back to dry cabins. Is there anything else to talk about them? They're super common around Fairbanks, especially. Um, what style of building are they? Normally, small, little, cheap. We call them cabins, but they're normally just small, like one-room, stick-built houses. Yeah. Maybe two rooms. One of the other reasons I would say that the reason a lot of buildings are small, they're it's not just necessarily because of cheap, and it's also not necessarily because of, well, okay, cheap is a big factor, and it's not in the building of them, but in the heating of them. Yeah. Um, and also, in Alaska, we have ground that's called permafrost, permanently frozen ground, and also there's, uh, I wish I could, I, I should know all this, there's permanently frozen ground, there's a there's a there's a a word for f- ground that's only you know a two a two year thaw rate. Um, some of the ground is frozen most of the year, and for two years out of the summer it thaws and turns to mush. Um, and whether the ground turns to mush or not, it just moves around. The ground moves a lot up here. It's a young geological land. I mean, you know, it relatively not been very long since the ice has been off of it. Yeah, and even then. The style, you know, the the soil horizons are not what you would find down south, and they move a lot. They freeze and thaw, and having a small place is more stable and easier to correct every year than a big complex house. Yeah, for sure, man. Not to say you can't have a big complex house, but just like having indoor plumbing, it's a luxury of sorts that we don't recognize down south. If you're in a gravel or alluvial flat like that then it's a lot easier to have a nice big structure with a heated slab or something because it doesn't move around like um, short of getting water under it. It doesn't move around like in the hills or or yeah. flats or something. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. Common structure is two by six walls. You never see anything two by four up here yeah. unless it's super new or super old. Yeah. And the reason I say that, because super new, like one of the most common ways of building, right? Or not most common, but from currently building a place and researching this stuff, I found that one of their favorite ways of building stuff, it's not cheap, it's two by four walls with as much as eight inches of foam on the outside. On the outside? Mm-hmm. That's all. What are they using for siding? Just the foam? No, on the outside of the foam, they'll have, you know, from T111 plywood to concrete siding to vinyl siding. And they just use eight-inch screws to go to the two by four, or they? There's a couple of different ways of doing it. So they'll they'll go some sometimes they'll go two two-inch layers. Yeah. With so they'll have eight-foot by two-foot sheets, and then in between they'll have a two by two, uh-huh. uh, stringer. Yeah. And then they'll alternate that going up, 
and then they'll run screws through this the neck layer of foam into that last stringer. Uh-huh. Or, you know, like Cold Climate Research Housing, they have a lot of, you know, where you can see this online. If you guys are interested, go to that website, Cold Climate Housing Research Center. And they've got kind of some up most up-to-date stuff. Or go to Alaska Building Contractors website. Um, yeah, and sometimes they do just have big, long screws through. Man, that's crazy. It is. It's nuts. But it's super efficient. Yeah. And then there's double wall construction where there's literally two walls with an air gap in between. Yeah. And this is why we have little tiny houses because it's just cheaper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and no one wants to worry about. In the summer, no one wants to be inside. Yeah. In the winter, no one wants to heat a massive place. Yeah, man. You it's know? like more of life should be that way, I think. Could be. Yeah. What are some other ins and outs of dry cabins? Mm, I don't know, man. We pretty much covered it. It's a lot like it's like the tiny house thing, I think. Or they're real oh. similar. Why would tiny house thing? Okay, uh, this is I find it hysterical. Every now and then up here, you'll see it's tiny you. houses. Uh, y- the thing about tiny houses up here is it doesn't work because that's what everyone lives in. <laughs> you know, it's uh, not like fashionable. You mean because it's just the way it is. Compared to down south, just hop on Craigslist and see all the people trying to sell a tiny house down south. Oh yeah. And how popular it is and everything. And then we're in a tiny house right now. Yeah. Like, everyone's like. You're trying to sell a glorified dry cabin? What? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know? For I mean, 24 grand, yeah. Yeah, everyone's like, well, we'll just build it ourselves. How about that? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it is it is crazy. Like, you know, people buy and sell places. I was looking at trying to, you know, buy a, a cabin and move it on to my place. Yeah. It, it, um, every now and then you see a house going down the road more so than you <laughs> would down south because they build them ready to roll pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, I do feel like you see buildings being moved around more here. Um, windows. Maybe this is getting a little beyond it, but uh, what do we do with our windows? Why is there plastic wrap on your window right there? Just help keep some of the cold air out. It's super leaky window, that one especially. Yeah. But is that an old single pane or du- that's a double that's pane? A double pane, yeah. But it's supposed to screw out, you know, and open up and mm-hmm. it just don't seal real well. Right. That's uh, so that's a thing up here. All the windows are at the very least double pane. Triple pane is even better. It's like a five to six R value. Generally, they want the walls to be R21 and roofs and floors to be as much as R38, if not more. That's kind of like Dang. minimum building code. Yeah. So your windows are a, a large heat loss. And so. We're looking at Josh's window over here, and there's products made that look like clear cellophane or plastic wrap, and you put it on the inside of your, what, what's what the, the window ledger around the window, is that what it's called? The window frame? Yeah, maybe. You window frame, yeah, whatever. Yeah, you put that clear plastic on there, so it's like an extra layer, and it'll it'll bump up your R value of one or two points. It it uh, That's another thing about living up here in, in structures. Yep. What would people find as a shock? I don't know. I do know that in my experience anyway, like talking about the sinks and stuff, I man, it's so much nicer if you have, instead of just water in a jug, that you like turn the valve, you know, or have to yeah. lean it over and pour water into it. If you have some kind of little, like a foot pump, like I have some friends that for years, they just had a blue jug. They would just tilt over and pour water out of it into yep. the sink. And then the guy swiped the foot pump out of an old camper. Yep. And it like changed their world, man. Oh, man, yeah. Uh, or any kind of little valve deal like that. I've always liked the foot pump. What you got going here, Josh has a little, he puts his water up on the loft and he's got a kind of like a gravity system that with a little valve. So it's kind of like a sink, you know, for his sink. 
And I like that, but the foot pump thing's kind of nice. Or even if you could control that valve with your foot. Yeah. You know? I think I like the foot pump because, like mine, I have to throw them water jugs up. I mean, I got to climb that janky ladder and yeah. throw that. Like, if I break my arm, I'm going to get real thirsty, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. the foot pump, you put the, the, you don't have to pick the jug up at all. You just put it under whatever. Sure. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of spacing out on what else we got. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it, though. I mean, don't that's the beauty stupid. of it. That's what my dad used to tell me all the time. Yeah. Or any time I would leave the house, he would, don't do anything stupid. And I'd be like, don't tell me what to do, and then I'd do something stupid. Right. Never think about what my dad used to tell me. I <laughs> probably shouldn't repeat. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think we covered it. That's like the beauty of track cabins, man. They're real simple. What about, uh, since we're talking about all the cold and everything, how do... How do people heat their dry cabins? There's normally two ways with either a wood stove, and I would say the more common way is like a Toyo or a monitor oil stove. So what is a Toyo or monitor? Um, that sounds cool, but what is it? It's like a, a little furnace deal, burns number two heating oil, I yeah. think. Basically diesel fuel. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's like the staple of Alaska is the heaters, oil heaters. It's the shit. It's like the most efficient way to, to heat. And they're nice because you can just like, you know, you got your wood stove and everything for sure. But um, you uh, this thing, you can just have it programmed to keep the house at 36 degrees all the time. So if you leave, you're, you know, the place ain't going to freeze. Yeah. All you blue jugs. Yeah, they're, they're, they're way nice, man. Yeah. Um, wood stove, of course. It all depends on if you have time to go work and make money for oil or if you have time to go cut wood. Yeah. If you have access. Yeah. Believe it or not, it's not the easiest thing to get wood up here. Yeah, it is surprisingly <laughs> hard. And wood is everywhere, but not. It's not necessarily hard. You just gotta go do it, I guess. There's public places to go cut wood, and everyone seems to probably have a buddy. And yeah, we should do that. I'm, I gotta put a wood stove right there before fall. That little tiny one? Yeah. I gotta find a wood stove. So, let's wrap this up. Yeah, sounds good, man. Any closing thoughts on dry cabins? Closing thoughts on dry cabins. It's pretty nice because it lowers your living expenses, I think. Um, it lowers your living expenses and expectancies, and it leaves you more time for other activities. You know, if people have questions, hit us up. Some people have been hitting us up on Facebook and Instagram. A lot of, lot of um, interaction on Instagram. So if you guys have questions from this episode, we'll, d we'll do a second one and hit us up with those questions. If you're from Alaska and think that we're full of poop, keep those comments to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I'm just kidding. You know, feel free to hit us up. And hey, if you are in Alaska and you live in a funky situation, like out in the bush or somewhere, like in a hole or oh, in dude, an I was gonna, I was gonna say in a hole in the ground. Were you gonna say yeah. a hole in the ground? Yeah, if you live in uh in a village somewhere in a proper um uh igloo in a earth earth house, I guess they would call it. Now. Anything weird? Let us know. Yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, I don't have anything else either, man. Oh yeah, probably should talk about where we shower. Oh, that's a good um, uh, point. You shout. You go to the gym, and this way it like makes you work out. Yeah. So easy peasy. Explain that like detailed. Well, see, I drive to the gym, and then I get out, and I pick up stuff, and then I go stand in the shower, wash my armpits, and then I leave. You wash behind your ears. Mm, yeah, normally. Yeah. So basically, we have gym memberships at a. It's like ten dollars a month. Yeah. And you can go shower whenever. You can go work out, and um, it's pretty sweet. 
Yeah, yeah, man. It's so much. It makes life simpler, dude. You just shower when you're in town, and, and it's probably cheaper than having a damn water heater at your house. Yeah. That said, I do need to have a shower at my house one of these days because I get, man, I don't want to run into town every evening when I'm covered in grease. Yeah. I think it depends on what you do. Yeah. You know, sometimes just having a little wash tub is enough for me, but sometimes I am dank. Yeah, it would be nice to have one, like, right at home, especially since your place is kind of outside of town a little bit. Yeah. But I'm in town almost every day, and right. this way it, like, makes me work out. I like to say that I avoid going to town, and I don't want to have to, like, make a special trip just to shower. Yeah. But, um, you know, every time you go in town, a couple of gallons of fuel. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. All right. Cool, man. Well, folks, we'll uh, catch you on the flip side. Yep, goodbye. Hey, folks, thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. Sure hope you enjoyed it, and we sure do enjoy bringing it to you. If you have a moment, hop on to the Instagram and follow us at Life the Last Frontier. We love seeing what our followers are up to, and it gives us a chance to catch up with y'all. You can also like us on the Facebook if you like. We do have a page there. And hey, a big thank you and shout out to the folks that have been contributing and supporting the podcast. We sure do appreciate it. Anyhow, we hope you have a great day, and we'll catch you on the flip side.